is Moving Pictures. I'm your host, Brent Gunn. With me, as always, is Mitch. Mitch, how about you say hi? Hello, everyone. This is Mitch McCalco, community editor for Central Michigan Life, and pretty cool guy. And we also have another guest, uh, if you want to introduce yourself. Hey, how you guys doing? My name is Farhan Coleman. I'm a freshman here at CMU. I also work for CM Life. I'm a journalism major. Happy to be here with you guys. Cool. Thank Sounds you. good. Glad Happy to have you, you on. So, as you know, most people listening know, it's Black History Month, mm-hmm. and we wanted to talk about... Um, where black cinema is in 2018. Mm-hmm. Now, anyone who's kind of uh, studied film or, you know, basically just knows the industry knows that there's a giant disparity between white directors, white screenwriters, mm-hmm. white stars, and black directors, black stars, mm-hmm. etc. There's pay um, differences. There's marketing differences that are all really, really mm-hmm. unfortunate. But yeah. Differences in the amount of, like, roles and, like, opportunities mm-hmm. available. Exactly. As well. And um, it's kind of always been like that in film. Um, mm-hmm. It's gotten better over time, but within the last, I'd say, 30 years, since about the 80s or so, mm-hmm. we've seen a few directors um, kind of rise up to the task and rise up to create these really culturally important films for the black community. We had mm-hmm. Spike Lee do it with Do the Right Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Steve McQueen do it with 12 Years a Slave recently. And one of the most recent examples, which it may not be as overtly political, but it kind of is, mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Black Panther. We're going to talk about how important this film is for everybody involved. First off, what does everyone think of Black Panther? I absolutely loved it. I mm-hmm. think it's probably one of the better MCU movies made. I think Eric Killmonger, aside from Loki, actually I'm going to say it, I think he's better than Loki as a villain. I think in one film he was able to do what Loki, what it took maybe like three films for Loki to do, and that's for us to feel sympathy for him. And something else that stood out to me was every single side character had their role. Like had their time to shine, had their time to, you know, make the audience connect with them, which I've never really seen in any, like forget superhero movies, just any movie in general, usually some of the side characters are forgotten about. But I really paid his attention to as much. Every single side character in Black Panther was given their time to shine, which I really appreciated. And the score was amazing as well. So I yeah, loved it. That, that's a, um, a constant thing I hear people say about Black Panther. They feel like it's one of the best Marvel movies mm-hmm. they've seen yet. Mitch, what do you think of it? I would, I'd, I'd basically say the same thing. Probably one of the better, probably the best um, of the movies from the Marvel Cinematic Universe I've seen. Just be, mostly just because of like the competence of the filmmaking and like the world building that um, Ryan Coogler and the uh, screenwriters and like everybody involved were, were able to put into the movie. Um, like Farhan said, like Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, the main villain, is yeah. one of the better like. Marvel, one of the better um, villains in a comic book movie that I can remember, probably the be- one of the better ones since Keith Ledger's Joker, kind of like the gold standard that everybody holds up to. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, and it does. I think it's the first real m- m- movie within the Marvel Cinematic Universe to kind of be something other than a Marvel movie. It's um, it's it's it, it, it like you kind of mentioned before. It's pretty political as far mm-hmm. as um both like the motivation of the main of the main character and the main villain um more a lot more so than i would have expected for mm-hmm. from a marvel movie and yeah I'd, I'd say um basically just like everything farhan said like i, I really enjoyed the movie right so <clears throat> we kind of can't talk about black panther's importance without talking about where we're at politically because mm-hmm. we're talking about you know, black filmmakers, black actors rising up, being able to have the same opportunities as, you know, white actors, et cetera. 
and we can have that conversation without delving into where we're currently at mm-hmm. with relations in America, specifically mm-hmm. with race. And unfortunately, with Black Panther, you're seeing a lot of people be very reactionary with the film. You know yeah. what I mean? There's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, there's a lot of hate against the film mm-hmm. because they feel like it's this very kind of corporate. Um, like this, you know, political message shoved in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you guys get that feeling during the film at all? Just, just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. did you ever feel like, no. wow, they're really kind of trying to beat us over the head with this, you know, anti-white message? No, you know? yeah, like, no, Mm-mm. no, Mm-mm. I didn't. I didn't think so. Um, yeah, because <laughs> again, um, I guess if you really wanted, you could kind of say like use this as a criticism, as a criticism against the movie. It is kind of um, a sanitized Marvel product, more so than like what. Um, some people might be expecting of like a Black Panther movie, right. a movie with like Black Panther in the title, but like it it does get away with like a very tasteful, I would say, amount of um, political commentary mixed in with a standard Marvel action story yep. and political commentary that um, is very interwoven with the story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel out of place at all. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, <clears throat> representation is a huge aspect of the film. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's probably one of the most um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Black centric. I mean, probably yeah. the most black centric superhero film Definitely ever. Definitely the biggest yeah. like blockbuster that I can think of. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like there have been other like black led superhero movies, but nothing like this before. I mean, you had Blade, you had Hancock. People keep saying Catwoman. If you say Catwoman, stop <laughs> it. That movie's atrocious. For everyone saying Catwoman is a black superhero movie, stop it. We do not claim the black community does not claim Catwoman. <laughs> Let me just say that upright right now. The black community does not claim Catwoman. I think the screen but, one of the screenwriters for that movie just dis, like disowned it. Yeah, no, I, I would too. If I were a part of Catwoman, <laughs> I would erase that off my IMDb page. I do I, not I, want it on there. I remember uh, after that, Halle Berry was nominated for an Academy Award, and people uh, she won the Academy Award. And after mm-hmm. she did Catwoman, people were saying that she should give the award back <laughs> to the Academy because they were like, "You're like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, like you're an Oscar winner. What? Why are you yeah. picking this movie? Yeah, we're getting a little bit sidetracked here, but um. <laughs> Uh, a film that I kind of recently thought of was Django Unchained as mm-hmm. kind of like a, not a superhero per se, but definitely has yeah. some kind of aspects yeah. of like a hero quality, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a clear kind of cartoonish supervillain, which is Leonardo, mm-hmm. um, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio's character. And I don't know, Django always just strike me as this really charismatic kind of hero type. And it hadn't been since that, that I felt like there was another big film that had a you know, charismatic, strong black leader yeah. kind of, you know, taking charge. And also, it's cool that we can have a film uh, centered on a black hero where they're not, you know, a slave or they're not Thank a you. gang yes. member or yes. they're not, you know, going through some stereotypical black problem. Yeah. Like, this is, mm-hmm. I think it's a really cool idea to use a fantasy scenario, mm-hmm. a superhero mm-hmm. scenario, to make a racial point yeah. mm-hmm. as bright couldn't do like this is the this is the antithesis to bright this yeah. is oh, the man. anti-bright also i mean it kind of um needs to be said that it's it's not just like um, um a film that centers on um blackness but also like um the african identity um mm-hmm. this is like i can't really think of like many other films that show that showcase like um like an African community, like mm-hmm. the, the fictionalized Wakanda in this movie, right. especially something like of this scale. Yeah, they really captured the culture very well, I thought, mm-hmm. and the, the costumes looked amazing. I thought they yeah. captured that mm-hmm. very well. I was watching an interview with Ryan Coogler where he said he took inspiration from actual African tribes for each mm-hmm. uh, costume that they had. I thought that was very well done. 
thought they did a good job of world building Wakanda, making it almost like a character of the movie, per se. Yeah, definitely. Kind of like they do with mm-hmm. Gotham and all the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. They make Gotham feel alive. I thought they did that very well with Wakanda and building out this mm-hmm. world and making you like feel like you're there almost. Mm-hmm. Without even really needing to like explain everything yeah. that's happening, mm-hmm. do a lot of it visually and just how... Um, the environment that the characters are in and the characters themselves kind of like interact throughout the movie to form this more like cohesive um, universe within the film. Right. So even though it is a Marvel film and there's obviously a lot of like corporate influence in the film, Mm -hmm. it doesn't really seem like it's that much of a pandering film Mm -hmm. or a kind Mm -hmm. of implicit film. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not really trying to force something that isn't there. It's very kind of honest and true to the message it's trying to put across. Yeah. I, I've seen some people criticize the film saying like, oh, they watered down Black Panther and everything. Because there's, there's mm-hmm. issues of Black Panther mm-hmm. where he's like killing KKK members. Mm-hmm. They can't have him kill a kid. Yeah, like, like, it's a like, much if, for a Marvel movie. Yeah, if they yeah. force that in there, that would be a little feel unnatural. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, one thing that I keep thinking about is where do we go from with Black Panther? Like a- after this, where, where do we go with continued representation in films, you know? Because I, I don't want it to be like, all right, we did Black Panther, now we don't have to worry about it anymore, mm-hmm. you know? Like, where do we go from there? Um, I think it starts with just diversifying the amount of people of color that you have in the Hollywood industry. Right now, there aren't a whole lot. I can think of some pretty prominent black directors, but I can probably mm-hmm. count them on one hand. You have right. Barry Jenkins, uh, Steve McQueen, you have Ryan Coogler, Ava DuVernay. And then after that, I mean, Spike Lee doesn't really make a whole lot of big-budget mm-hmm films anymore, films that are in the public conscious. So, I mean, outside of those four, I can't really think of a whole lot that are doing stuff right now. Yeah. And, I mean, there are obviously some prominent black actors out there, but seeing them in lead roles, few and far between. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, there's, not on a consistent basis you see something like a Black Panther. Right. So I just think getting a little bit more consistency with that, getting more people of, not, not just black people, but just other races in general, everybody, just getting, when you, when you get people in that industry, they're going to start putting themselves on screen. I think that's one way of uh, fixing that issue. It's just getting more people of different backgrounds into Hollywood. Right. What about you, Mitch? Uh, everything Farhan just said, basically. Um, yeah, um, I guess I guess it is kind of um, the black, the success and like kind of like the... Um, cultural phenomena. Cultural phenomenon that we've seen with Black Panther is, is really like unheard of as far as like um, the Hollywood industry has gone. Like we real, it really is kind of um, a guessing game at this point, like just how... How much uh, how much effect it'll have on the future of the industry? How much? Um, yeah, yeah. Because um, one thing I, I keep hearing about Black Panther is a lot of people are happy that it has representation and it also has substance to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not just a film where the producers like, all right, we're gonna make an all black movie, mm-hmm. and then there's like not another care. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's that's where I hope we really move forward. Like we can have films that have representation. But it doesn't just stop at representation because I feel like mm-hmm. that's the problem that you run into mostly. Like the the intention of making a film with a really diverse cast is noble, but mm-hmm. if you don't have anything to really say with it, or if you don't really have anything to contribute to that conversation, mm-hmm. that that's mm-hmm. when you, it gets really pandering and very kind of like, well, what are you really trying to do with mm-hmm. this? Mm-hmm. And it feels like Black Panther has that substance. It's that good like starting point to where. Mm-hmm we can, you know, continue this trend more yeah. and more. Mm-hmm. But other than Black Panther, there are some really great modern examples of black cinema uh, happening right now. One mm-hmm. example that I just saw is a film called Davian, which, mm-hmm. Mitch, you and I were talking about the other yeah. day. Have you seen this film? I have not. It's on Netflix okay. uh, if you ever want to check it out. Um, 
I love this movie. I think this is one okay. of the strongest films of 2017. Went totally under the radar. I, I didn't hear about it until you told me about it. Yeah, I, I was just on Netflix. I I think I saw on IMDb some people recommend Davian. It was like on a couple people's lists that I follow, and I watched it. And while it is a very kind of like how you and I were talking a second ago about, it's a very kind of stereotypical um, story of like a young black kid whose mm-hmm. older brother dies and he unfortunately gets involved with like gang life and everything. Mm-hmm. The way that the story is told, the way that the plot unfolds, it's like you're right there with the yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Like there aren't all these like really overly dramatic, um, uh, contrived elements to it. Mm-hmm. It feels like a very fluid, you're watching this mm-hmm. character who's like 13 wow. unfold with this really like difficult mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And Mitch, you and I were talking, the cinematography is just it's like, amazing. It's yeah. beautiful. It's really yeah. just a beautifully filmed <laughs> uh, movie directed by, um, I'm blanking on his name right here. It's uh, Amarin Abbasi. Really, really just a phenomenal film. And then uh, a few years back, 12 Years a Slave. I mean, yeah. that, that's another, probably one of the strongest examples mm-hmm. and like kind of, and and like we were talking with a black panther like that was a huge like cultural moment 12 years slave especially yeah. um because it was steve mcqueen was like the first black director to ever win um best picture i believe so yeah i believe yeah mm-hmm. and yeah um 12 years a slave i mean that mm-hmm. was <laughs> it's a very <laughs> intense movie putting peter nuango on the map because she was phenomenal in that Oh yeah, yeah, and Michael Fassbender took me like as much as I love Michael Fassbender. Watching that movie, I hated him for a little bit, but I had to remember he was just acting. Everyone was so, like that with Leo for a minute. They yeah, were like, yeah, we got to keep our. That's how you know Leo. you're a good actor when you get me to hate you as a person and not just your character because of your performance. That was very impressive. Right, so Tobias Slave was amazing. Yeah, Steve McQueen, uh, probably one of the most proficient black directors we have working today. Mm-hmm. One of the strongest. Exa- uh, he's done Shame. Shame is another. Extremely strong film. Yeah, another one with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, he has he has his new movies coming out this year, I believe. Um, Widow, Widow. Widows. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I think I heard a little bit about that. I am pretty excited for that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm a big Steve McQueen fan. He's yeah. <laughs> he's fantastic. So going back to what Mitch said about the cultural phenomena of Black Panther, we can't you know forget the soundtrack that mm-hmm. had a huge huge impact <laughs> on good. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a really smart move on Marvel's part to bring in yeah. these really like Kendrick. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm a massive Kendrick fan. When mm-hmm. I, I was already excited to see Black Panther first off because you know we get to see a black superhero on screen and the whole black cast. But when I heard that Kendrick was doing the album, it was embarrassing how much I freaked out. It was I was <laughs> way too excited for that. I'm a massive Kendrick Lamar fan, and that album was really really good. I'm mm-hmm. a little disappointed they didn't use more of the songs. From the album in the film, there were like a decent amount of songs they left off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought the ones they used in there had a purpose. They didn't just shoehorn them in there just to have them in there. Each one had a purpose. Yeah, I feel like they, they wanted to step away from using music too much because yeah. of like mm-hmm. Suicide Squad. Yeah, like Suicide Squad had that music. problem. It was like yeah. a music video almost. Mm-hmm. Like they keep watching DC and like whenever DC messes up, they're like, oh, let's do the opposite. <laughs> yeah. I think bringing like Kendrick Lamar on to do like like a album specifically for the movie kind of just goes to show how um how much faith like marvel put into this project yeah. i mean mm-hmm. Mar- Mar- the marvel movies um have kind of had uh a history of uh producing what people would call kind of like bland soundtracks for each movie mm-hmm. like um there's there's videos on youtube where p- people asking like oh um, sing the Harry Potter theme. People like going on people on the street. Sing the Harry Potter theme. People can sing that. Sing Star Wars. Sing a theme from one of the recent Marvel movies, and everybody's like completely <laughs> blanks. Yeah. And and um, 
there's yeah, there's just kind of like this precedent set for like kind of like bland studio-driven soundtracks and Black Panther. Like in, in addition to having um, uh, sound, it's like its own specific soundtrack with like um, hip hop artists on it. Like mm-hmm. the the score itself is very infused yes. with Af- African drumming and like chants and stuff like that. Very unique. Um, again, in like blockbusters in general, but especially kind of like surprising for a Marvel film. Yeah. And the soundtrack is a, was a really smart way for them to, again, politicize the film without kind of like overstep, yeah. or not overstepping. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if they mm-hmm. like showed him beating up some KKK member. I wouldn't <laughs> have cared, but it's always a, it's time for the sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, have that in Black Panther <laughs> too. <laughs> Black Panther versus the KKK. There you go. But it, it was a really good way for them to just continue to kind of show the black mm-hmm. community like this is your movie yeah. this mm-hmm. is us like giving this to you and well, didn't Kendrick buy out theaters for, um, for- yeah there are actually several uh, black celebrities I know Octavia Spencer bought out a theater um, there are some other people who bought out theaters in their hometown so that, I know uh, Jamel Hill mm-hmm. who used to work for ESPN yeah. who I've met she's amazing um, they every like kind of bought out theaters so that people um, who probably couldn't afford to go see the movie could go mm-hmm. see it which I thought was amazing I thought I think this is a movie not just black people should see. I think it's a movie that everyone should see because yeah. I think it it shows you that like this the hero doesn't always have to be what we've seen in Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be the stereotypical generic, really muscular white dude you know coming to say that it can be anybody. Anybody can be a hero. Anybody can be a protagonist. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a strong mm-hmm. message that this movie uh, pushes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm actually taking a uh, African American literature class right now, mm-hmm. and um, dissecting like bits of literature from like African American writers, and then. Watching films like 12 Years a Slave, Black Panther, Davion, you can pick up on all these very, very kind of uh, purposeful things in the films. And then conversely, when you watch, you know, like how you're just saying films that have like a constant white hero, it's really easy to pick up on all of those kind of subtle, subtle racist, subtle racist ties every now and then, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. It, it, we, we can't overstate enough how important it is for films like Black Panther to exist because mm-hmm. it, it's kind of sad that, you know, in order to make a film with an all-black cast that stirs up the black community, it has to, it has to be a Marvel movie. I, yeah. I wish it could just be a movie, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I wish it could just be, you know, a movie about, like, a bunch of friends hanging out, but mm-hmm. it has to be this huge thing, and that's... That's a sad reality, and that's where I hope, like, where we go from with Black Panther, mm-hmm. we can make these really kind of, like, intimate, personal stories with all black casts where mm-hmm. we're not portraying them in, like, a um, stereotypical light. We're not uh, scapegoating them or uh, over-dramatizing things. I just want to see real stories about characters going through, uh, you know, changes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like any audience can relate to that, but for some reason, Hollywood is fixated on the idea that, no, the only way we can get people into a theater is if they're watching white people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Black Panther, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it totally destroys that idea. $92 million opening weekend. That's a exactly. Yeah, it's statement. breaking all, all like, types of records. And... Um, I, I remember, you, you remember the controversy around when Scarlett Johansson was uh, casted in Ghost, Ghost in the Shell? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember Max Landis, who, this all, it all ties into Bray. <laughs> Max Landis made this video on uh, YouTube arguing why it's okay for Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. have that role. And he said, it's because uh, the Asian American stars of her caliber won't bring in the money. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I hadn't heard of really anyone in this cast for Black Panther mm-hmm. prior to the film. Yeah. 
I don't think many people did because there's there's yeah. not really a lot of big stars. Outside of, yeah, outside of Chadwick Boseman, I mean, and even yeah. he's not all that big. You know, yeah. there's not any main real big superstar in that film. Yeah, there's no all. Ryan Gosling. He's yeah. not making making an appearance in Black Panther. Michael B. Jordan kind of gets up there. To, yeah, to yeah, yeah, but a he, he's, he doesn't have like that huge star yeah. power. He's know? not. He's not. He's not like a Will Smith. He's not bringing yeah. in box office exactly. on his own. So. Exactly. And when Max Landis made that point of, oh well, it's okay because Hollywood, you know, they're trying to, you know make their right. ends, and mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson is going to... She's a big star, so yeah. it kind of yeah. negates that. That is such a stupid point. It is, <laughs> and especially I feel the like, climate we're in now in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like Black Panther just further proves how that is just mm-hmm. not correct. Yeah, If you have a good film, if mm-hmm. you have a film that people find important, they're going mm-hmm. to see it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And whether you're white, black, Asian, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. If you relate to the character on screen... Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to love the movie. Yeah. And what Max Landis said is kind of self-defeating, I think, because, like, as we've seen with the reaction that the black community has given Black Panther, like, um, movies that do, like, portray these kind of, like, underserved, underrepresented movies, like, are going like are going to have, like, kind of that, that draw um, uh, to, like, kind of, like, put them over the edge for, like, having, like, just, just like, a white person... Um, portray the main character because like people people like want to see more uh, people of all races especially races that aren't as represented in Hollywood like they want to see like um more representation of themselves like on screen yeah and you don't think I get sick of seeing nothing but white people on, on TV <laughs> and shit like it, it, it does get kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know and then mm-hmm. conversely it's like I, I've seen some like Netflix shows like some YouTube red stuff where it's mm-hmm. like it's very obvious where they, they try to like really diversify it but like yeah. there, there's really no reason mm-hmm. for it like mm-hmm. I don't know I, I like mm-hmm. that that idea of realism and uh, I feel like that coupled with what Black Panther has done that would just be like the perfect formula yeah mm-hmm. for where we go with this yeah and like the the whole climate with where we're at in America right now with uh, race relations and everything I I'm happy that a film like Black Panther exists because even mm-hmm. though it's not like this very symbolic, you know, meditation on race and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we really need that right now. Mm-hmm. I think what we need right now are like gradual steps forward yeah. to starting like fruitful conversations or even just um, uh, showcasing to a wide audience that uh, heroics aren't only white. Mm-hmm. Heroics mm-hmm. aren't only European. They're not only masculine. They're not only feminine. Mm-hmm. I think that if we can move to that kind of ambiguousness with what mm-hmm. we aspire to see in films, like that's that's really yeah. all that yeah. we can hope mm-hmm. for. Oh, um, well, one thing I would add is um, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, it's just a movie or it's just a film. And everything that you know in your life, you've either, you've either seen it or heard it. Everything you believe to be true, you've either seen or heard. So when I hear that it's just a film, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But seeing something can have an, have an impact on someone. You know, like you grow up seeing a certain thing and you grow up hearing a certain thing. Eventually that thing becomes reality for you. Yeah. So growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of, like I, I, as much as I love Spider-Man, as much as I love Superman, as much as I love Batman, I sort of had to imagine myself as them. I couldn't just mm-hmm. see myself as, yeah, I'm Batman. Batman's not black. <laughs> so... Um, it, it was it was nice and refreshing to see Black Panther, so I could actually see myself on screen. It was nice to act. I don't have to imagine myself as Black Panther. I can't be Black Panther. He looks like me, you know. So I thought that was very refreshing. Even though like 
all the other superhero films that we've gotten, I think, are great. I love the MCU. I love what Kevin Feige has done. I just think it was nice to finally get something different. You know, mm, and yeah. I, I think Wonder Woman kind of did the same thing last year. It was just nice to get something different for once that wasn't the, the norm that we've gotten for the past, I don't know, however long they've been making superhero movies now. It was just nice to get something that kind of switched the social norm of what a superhero movie should be. Yeah, that, that's a <clears throat> criticism I would see a lot online from people that were, like, really yeah. harsh against the film. They're like, I don't get why, you know, black people are making a big deal out mm-hmm. of this movie. It's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's like, a lot like, more than that. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if you can't put yourself in that position of mm-hmm. not having representation, yeah. like, I, I, I can't imagine going throughout my life and, like, you know, I was watching Indiana Jones and stuff, mm-hmm. and I would, like, you know, pretend to have a whip and yeah. stuff, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm Indiana Jones. It's cool. I can't imagine not having that kind of yeah. that development as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So that it it totally makes sense to me how there's people going in droves and they're excited for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I I don't understand why people would make that argument. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Plus, it's just a good movie. Like, just forget about the fact that it's not black. It's just a really well made film. So why wouldn't yeah. I be excited about it? You know, exactly. as someone who likes to watch movies, why wouldn't I be excited for a well made movie? You know, I, just, I don't understand all the unnecessary backlash for yeah. it. I, I don't get mm-hmm. it. It. it it's just like reactionary yeah. stuff that mm-hmm. we're encountering nowadays, yeah. which I'm sure has nothing to do with the current president. I'm sure that has no- <laughs> nothing at all to do with it. He's totally not racist. He's the least racist person. No, of course not. The least racist. Yeah, exactly. He, he said it himself. He just says racist stuff, but he himself isn't racist. You know, that'd be crazy. He is the least oh, yeah, racist. You're right. You're right. Well, this has been Moving Pictures. Thank you so much for coming on. I, I really enjoy talking about this. Thank you. Uh, I, I've been your host, Brent Gunn. I've been Mitchell Kakalko. I've been Farhan Coleman. Thank you for having me, guys. I really enjoy doing this. No problem. Anytime. Thank you a lot for listening.